You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Grim After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Grim After Show. Hey there, Grimsters. Welcome to another edition of the Grim After Show. I'm Zach Wilson. Joining me on today's podcast is my lovely co-host, Yell. Hello, everyone. And we're here to talk about episode 311, The Good Soldier. Yep. uh, Yeah, first impressions right off the top. First impressions. um, It was very... Uh, Law and Order SVU-esque, which was very exciting as someone who watches SVU, um, but also very exciting to see uh, Meet the Fuchsbau. Yes. <laughs> I've been, I was looking forward to the Meet the Fuchsbau all week. Um, let's get started. with. Let's open up with our quote. Yes. We had uh, eye for an eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot. Which is a Bible quote, actually, yeah. which is very different than the usual like fairy tale poetry thing. <laughs> it's like, no, we're going to go start with Exodus. Yeah. Um, but it's from a passage about re- uh, paying your dues, like paying for what you've done. Yeah. If you do something wrong, if you dig a, a hole and somebody's mule falls in it, you will pay for that mule. Yeah. You're responsible for it. And it's about taking responsibility for your crimes, for your actions. And this week it was very literal. It was not poetic and and a metaphor. It was a literal, you know, situation. People are paying for things that they have done wrong in the past. Um, We open up on our mystery girl who we learn, who we come to learn is named Francesca. Frankie. Frankie. Um, She's got strange markings on her arm. We don't Mm -hmm. know what they are. Lines and circles and... (laughs) Who X's knows? And O's. Yeah, she's she's <laughs> literally just gouging into her arm with a knife. Yeah, Oof. Um, and she goes in and she like assaults this guy, and like it, from the top, I I sort of got that she was a rape victim, right? But like the I like that throughout the episode, I kind of doubted it. There were mm-hmm. points where I was like, oh, maybe not. Oh, but it is. But it's not. Up, oh, but it is. Because they never they said it. They held on to it for so long. It was good. It was good. It I like that they did it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we get we get that. What did you? I was very vestin of the week. Yeah, yeah. They're back to they're back to the procedural. Yeah. Uh. The it was good. Like I really liked the Manticore storyline, which mm-hmm. we'll get into a little bit more yeah. in a bit. But it was very like straightforward, like you say, SVU. Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like. It felt like a Law and Order with a vestin in it. Yeah, basically. Um, do you think that there, we're going to see a lot of that? We still have we still have a good ten episodes or so left in this season. I think that when it comes down to it, seasons are split up with the here's the beginning of the over season arc. Here is the middle where there's a big twist and we're going on hiatus. Yep. And then there's the conclusion at the end, and we're in filler episode territory. We're in the middle of January. Yeah, it's it's you know we'll get something really exciting in February for sweeps, and then back to more fillers, and then bah, season finale. Yeah. But it was a good episode. It was very it. much like when I talk about Grimm and I talk about how it's like a cop procedural with fairy tale stuff, but it's super dark. Yeah. 
this was a super dark storyline. Oh, yeah. Literally gang rape. Yes. Dealing with uh, gang rape in Iraq. Yes, soldier um, on soldier gang yeah. rape. Well, I mean, let's get right into the nitty gritty of it. We meet up uh, with the guy who's form, former sergeant. Ron. Uh, Ron. Yeah, Ron, who I've recognized from somewhere. I'm not sure. I've recognized like half this this yeah. cast. This, we, um, well, Been in stuff. Frankie was um, Emily Rios, who we saw most recently in Breaking Bad. Yeah. She played Brock's mother. Mm-hmm. Um, well, she was great on Breaking Bad, and she was great in this episode. Yeah. Um, we And so we see them. We know there's something going on there. Um, and as we get more into it, she, we, it gets more and more confusing. They keep throwing new stuff at yeah. us with like, I'm going to throw you in jail. Wait, what? Yeah. Um, cause I thought he was a cop cause they call him Sergeant. Right. I think that was the, I think the whole first scene where she's attacking him and then we get that she's the victim, uh, is the scene where they're just like, we want you to know that something is up. And we're going to confuse you as much as possible <laughs> so that when we tell you what actually happened, you go, oh, that's yeah. what it was. Um, and I love the the manticore creature. Yes. That was just such a, like, like uh, you see the low in face. And you like before you really know, and like now that I've researched what a manticore is, like it's very much a mytho- mythological creature. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely thought they made it up. Yeah, I... Well, it almost like hinted. I liked that the Manticore. It seemed to be like a hybrid. Like say it's part Lowen. Yeah. So that kind of like explains where this like creature that's like part scorpion and part lion came from. Mm-hmm. Some some of the myths because uh, it comes out of Persian mythology mm-hmm. for the most part, and um, they talk about it being sphinx sphinx like. Right. Um. But this could kind of explain why we have these sort of. Like, hybrid creatures which again we keep asking what happens when you have two different yeah Vessin it's get have a child they're, they're i think they're really trying to like give us as much information as they can before we get there before we get monroe's lee which we're not talking about not yet. yet it's just too big a topic to yeah. get into uh, so much to talk about there. But the, um, the manticore, I really liked that I, the first, you know how when you see the Vessin for the first time, you have a quick like, oh, cat, oh, you know, dog, oh, bird. Yeah. Like you get a genre of species. <laughs> uh, and this one, I was like, ooh, lion. And then all of a sudden, scorpion tail. Loved it. It was really I mean, exciting. I joked last week about it reminded me of an Andalite just because of the scorpion tail. Yeah. And then more this week. Yeah. I don't know if a lot of you out there probably do not know what an Andalite is. Go read Animorphs as long as you <laughs> can put yourself in the mind of a 12 year old for like a day. Which I think I think Grimm fans definitely can. Yes. My favorite <laughs> alien creatures ever. Part horse, part person, part scorpion. Yeah. Really cool. Awesome. Um, and then, well, as we go on, we meet Jim McCabe, mm-hmm. the um, the really shady guy who runs a security yeah, company the sleaziest guy that i would never trust to secure my home yeah now <laughs> do your research into security home systems people because yeah. they could be run by manticores not just manticores gang raping manticores <laughs> um but then it keeps going and we get we meet more and more of these this little army group these mm-hmm. four guys who are responsible for this and yeah. we see the different levels of like Ron just kind of like tried to get on with his life. You could tell he wasn't proud of it. Right. Like he really just like was like, stay away. I don't want any part of this. Yeah. 
Um, and then we've got Troy. Troy, who, who found Ron. The one who regrets. Who regrets. Um, oh, poor Troy. He well, really... I, I almost wondered if he was involved... Like, he actually did it? Or if he was just, like, an accomplice. Like, if he stood there, he's just as responsible as anyone that was involved. Do you think that because he was the weakest link, he probably didn't do it himself? I mean, they set him up to be kind of a nice guy. I don't want to. <laughs> like, I let's, want... Let's not call him a nice guy. Let's call him the no. weakest guy. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but he's got a wife. He's, like, trying right. to do right. He's yes. the one that, like, he confesses. He wants like, to confess, he, yeah. He literally he feels guilty, whereas everyone else is... They don't. Right. They're very selfish about it. Um, I, so I wanted, I have a compulsion to like redeem people <laughs> in TV shows, uh-huh. even when they're horrible. Like I want them to do something to redeem themselves. Right. He came the closest. That I will agree. He came the closest. I don't think any of them redeemed themselves. No, 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 no. Not by any means. No. Um. But we also had Bobby, uh, Bobby Hammond, I think is what I wrote. I can't even read my own yeah. handwriting. Well, we didn't even get to meet him. Meet he him. just he, died. He died before the show killed. started. But the but then we when we get into it, we meet the Colonel. Colonel Adam Desai. See, I totally missed his name. I just was calling him the Colonel. Colonel Adam Desai. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, but he is, uh, he gives us the moral confusing point, like, yeah. of that we get in a lot of good Grimm episodes. He went out to get revenge for Frankie. Frankie. He knew that she couldn't do it. He knew he was going to die and that these guys would never be punished. Yeah. And it was amazing that the way he did it and his whole, he's the good guy he, you may call him a good guy in this episode. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he, he's a murdering good guy, but a good guy, whatever. He's a good guy. (laughs) And, but he sets the whole thing up. He plays it like a finely tuned instrument he knows yeah. how the cops are going to come in there mm-hmm. and they, they, he sets it all up so that the uh, so uh jim mccabe goes down for something he goes yeah. down for murder yeah at the end of the day undeniable um, yeah the cops were right. right or in the room irrefutable proof Great. which that was a badass fight yeah Oh, oh yeah man. manticore versus manticore it was great which they set up there like um when they bring they bring Juliet in just to like give Bitsy a day on set, I guess. <laughs> um, like, there's no reason to for her to help them with their research other than yeah. No, she. Mm, I'll look through a book today. Well, that was um, payday. To jump back a little bit, we were, like that was my my biggest issue with this episode is that Nick didn't matter. This felt like the very beginning of season one where you had these really strong other characters. You had Monroe, who I was just like instantly like just fell in love with as a character. Mm -hmm. He's great. And then Nick was this flat like leading man that was just driving the story forward. Yeah, it definitely did feel a lot like season one where he's like, I'm a grim. Uh, Do some stuff. Oh, I've never heard of this. Let's look through a book. I found it. You have you have. Oh, Captain Renard, what's he up to? What's he doing? Oh, oh, Monroe, he's got all this crazy stuff going on. Nick is there. Researching. He could just be a cop who happens to see cool stuff. He he really, yeah, it really could have been a cop who saw, hey, this, a murder. I'm going to figure it out. Oh, look, these guys know each other. They've been murdered. Yep. But see, there's there's Vessin... All over the place, we're seeing more and more because, like, even though Frankie's not a manticore, yeah, she totally is a Vessin. Mm-hmm. 
they're just everywhere. Now, yeah. They're like in entire military units. The Vestin are beating up on other Vestin. Like, well, that's the thing though, is that, uh, that Ron, Sergeant Ron and Troy were human. Were they not? Were they? I guess we, yeah, I guess they were. Well, they were never established as, but they guess they were not Manticore. Yeah, they weren't Manticore. And uh, I think I really expected Frankie to turn out to be human as well when they were like, we know what you are. You're a Manticore. That was, yeah. I, <laughs> I expected her to be like, what are you talking about? And then Nick's like, uh, nothing. Don't yeah. uh, listen to us. Yeah, right. We're crazy cops. But this was a good way to like for it to be a definitive, like because you could you could say she was hiding it, and then it keeps pressing her and pressing her, and right. she's just like, "What's going on?" Yeah. Um. But now we got more definitive proof. She's not a, a manticore. Yeah. Um. All right. Before we move on, I want to talk, take a brief second talk about iTunes. Yeah. Um. Guys. We love talking about Grimm. Yeah, we this do. This is one of my favorite shows to do each week. Um, and one thing that really helps us out, because there's a lot of shows at After Buzz, there's something like 60 shows going on right just right now. At this moment. Like, at, yeah, at this moment. No, but there's like 50 shows regularly coming out each week. And what helps keep us at the top of the pack, what helps keep us at the top of the Grimm pack, is when you go onto iTunes and YouTube and you rate us, when you subscribe, you can just click the little subscribe button, that way we get delivered to you every week. And we love talking about it, and that's how we get to keep talking about it. We don't get paid to do this, but it helps keep the lights on here at AfterBuzz. And it send us a, give us a rating, send us a comment, tell us what you like to hear, tell us what you don't like to hear. What do you want to hear more about? What do you want to talk about? Because we want to hear from the fans. We're fans too. Oh yeah, that's why we do this. And so we want to know your thing. I want to. I want to shout out some people oh, good. who have been commenting. Yeah. Uh, uh, Liza Munez, uh, love the show. One seven five seven PVP FTW. That's their username. I love I'm it. I'm sure it means something to you, but and you love the show, so we love you. Thank you for uh, listening. And we love you. Whatever. What is it? What is their name? Mm-hmm. Where are we? One seven five. Michael B. <laughs> and another person. Thank you for listening. Um, Brit K one. Thank you for listening. Everybody. Buffy VS. Yeah. I believe it was it sent us a really nice comment says that we're very entertaining yeah and we appreciate that um thanks guys but yeah please sla- go on there slap us with a five-star rating or whatever you think is appropriate and now let's get back to the topics yeah. at hand mon rosalie oh yes oh my god uh so much to talk about all right so we get there right at the top of the show we we open up and Monroe comes in with this like really nice quote, and he's just like, "Life is a scale upon which is measured the depth of a man's soul," Aww. which is like only Monroe will open up with like yeah. something just like randomly Poetic. deep like that. <laughs> um, and then really quick, we get the letter from Mom, mm-hmm. which I just want to point out he was snooping. It was not like <laughs> sitting on top of the book; it was tucked into that book. He was snooping. No one, no one's gonna. Okay, sure. I mean, they live together now. Not an excuse to snoop. <laughs> All right. He gets the letter. 
Uh, so we're gonna, I guess we can move past the. We're snooping. moving pasting. I just wanted to note it. He's nice enough that you kind of have to forgive him. Right? No, he can, he can snoop on me. That's fine. <laughs> um, well, she gets the letter from mom, and she we reestablished she hasn't spoken to her family in seven years. Seven years. years. Um, we don't really know a lot of why, mm-hmm. but then she sends an email. They're gonna go. Yeah. Really quick, we know we're going down there at some point soon. Um. And then we get to meet the family. Oh, yes. Which mom comes out with this big smile. She was so much nicer than I expected. Yeah, the mom was really nice. The sister was what we expected to get. Dieta. Dieta. What a name. What a name. I had to write it phonetically. I don't even know how you spell Dieta. Uh, God only knows how I spelled it. Um, But... um, the, what did you think of their of the the whole family scenes like the the dinner yeah the whole dinner every like um i think it was i expected um the mother and the sister gloria the mom and dieta the sister to be a lot um not meaner but i expected that the the tension was going to be greater and it was really big with dieta and rosalie but gloria was just excited to have her daughter back yeah it's as though like she was just sitting around for seven years being like, I wonder if Rosalie's going to respond to me one day. <laughs> like, there was no tension between them, and that really disappointed me. But other than that, everything else was great, and we got Rosalie's really a bigger, better backstory. We yes. got to see what happened to her and how she went from, you know, a great, innocent girl to a darker path, and then back to this great, innocent, you know, clean, nice girl. Yeah, um, I mean, I went into it, I, what I was, like, waiting for, what I wanted to see was, like, a rom-com, meet the Fuchs bow, really, like, a meet the parents episode, where yeah. it's just silly fun. Um, this was better TV yeah. than what I had, like... Well, Monroe isn't the Ben Stiller character. He no. isn't the, the, I'm gonna mess everything up. No, but he's silly enough. Yeah. That, like, I didn't mean we're getting the exact plot of meet right. the parents, but, like... <laughs> I like I wanted awkward moments of like little Fuchsbau children climbing all over the blue pot. That's true. That would have been adorable. <laughs> like, that kind of silly stuff. And we got like a nice little like Fuchsbau versus blue pot moment where she sneaks up behind him oh, in full yeah. vogue, and he just whips around. He's like, "What the hell?" And that was that was a great moment because like Dieta throughout their dinner is very much in her face, in Rosalie's face. She's like, "No." You are, yeah, she hates her sister. Yeah. She's so mad. Right. Which she, what, her, her career as she, a yeah. traveling salesman or something? Well, she, because of uh, Rosalie's, um, you know, thoughtless actions, Dieta was forced to, to give up her own dreams and come home. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, I understand that. I, I get why you would be upset with someone. Yeah. I just thought they could have given her a bigger dream. That like I can't <laughs> remember exactly dream. what the job was, but it, was it wasn't very exciting. Yeah. Was she a dental assistant? Some, and no, it was something bigger than that, but it wasn't anything impressive. No offense to anyone. Whoever who's... has her career, I didn't mean any offense by it. We mean in terms of plot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I agree. I think that that could have been a bigger deal in the story. Um, I think it was really... Uh, wonderful to hear why it was that Rosalie missed her father's funeral. Yeah, uh, she was in prison. Jail. 
Is that there's a difference? Okay, I'm. So- <laughs> That's fine. She was in jail um, for shoplifting. For shoplifting, and I'm... she stole a watch. So cute! <laughs> oh, that was the most romantic part of the whole episode. Uh, but like, that was a really heartfelt moment from Rosalie. Mm-hmm. Like, she's confessing that like this isn't something she's brought up on the show before. Like, yeah. we've talked about her drug addiction, but not going to jail. No. Um, and that was, it was painful to listen to. Like, if you can't imagine missing your father's funeral for shoplifting a watch. Right. Such a huge consequence for something so dumb. And then it led to an even bigger consequence of not speaking to your family for seven years. Yeah. Not knowing what to say. Yeah. What can you say? Like, if you don't admit that and you know your family's mad at you, what can you really do? Yeah. Well, you can wait seven years, I guess. (laughs) Apparently. Um, but then, but that turned around the sister's opinion. Like she finally saw that this wasn't Rosalie. What didn't do it on purpose? Right. She didn't like. She wasn't tripping out on drugs and not coming to. The yeah, she funeral. wasn't partying. Exactly. She yeah, was yeah. in trouble. Um, I really liked when Dieta finally came around and and her threat to Monroe. She said, "All right, like clearly, I've I've made a mistake with my sister, and and she's not a terrible person. She made a mistake, and I will forgive her." I'm reading into the subtext. None of this was actually spoken. No, but totally what she said. Yeah, and then uh, she said to Monroe, "Don't hurt her." And that's I've totally tried to threaten my little sister's boyfriends before. It never works. It's really cute to see a Fuchsbau do it because Fuchsbau, you you see. Rosalie and and Alicia, they're these gentle creatures. And then you see Dieta and she's Oh, it was great. Well, but she was still has a very threatening against like Monroe's right. blue bot face, which Who's is like, just scary. And he's like a head taller than her. Yeah. Oh, it was great. But it was what she it's what she meant by yes. it that really counted. Oh yeah. It was great. Um yeah, it was fantastic. Um Let's move on. Let's talk about the other like little quick subplot that we got here, uh, which was not supposed to be a quick subplot. Yeah, I didn't. I, it was a little bit disappointing that it was so fast, especially because of the way it was uh, in the trailer last week. Yeah, they played it up as a big part of the episode. We're talking about Ad, like Adeline in Virginia, uh, in Vienna. Vienna, Vienna, Virginia. Someone's tired. It's if you're not watching this live, but it's very late at night. <laughs> um. And and so Renard is has sent his guy to his, spy on in her. the resistance to spy on Adeline. She's sitting in a coffee shop, seemingly minding her own business when she gets a contraction. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, this is going to be it. We're going to so, get the baby. So disappointing. And then no. But then we get something even more bizarre mm-hmm. in that telekinesis abilities start popping up. Yep. She moves a cup with her hand mm-hmm. and she like zips it back. Don't ignore the left one. The, <laughs> you don't have telekinetic powers. No, I'm working on it. All right. It's, one it's moving along. Yeah. I guess I just have to get pregnant with a half royal, half hex and beast, hex and beast baby, and then go through some weird process where I kill somebody and, and rub blood on your and gather dead flowers. Yeah, and... that. Do it. <laughs> I'm, wor- I'm working on it. Yeah. It's in process. I've applied. Yeah. The program. Great. <laughs> well, so uh, when Renard hears that her her telekinesis has returned and that her powers are coming back, so is that is that a hex and beast? Is telekinesis a hex and beast power? I I think it's more that uh, she has 
magical powers because hex and beasts are like witches i believe yeah but i don't think they have like telekinesis yeah i feel like i would remember that i i think it's not exactly telekinesis i think it was more of a when a hex and beast like a witch would would make a spell she was like wouldn't it be nice if my coffee was in my hand boop there it is that's her spell i don't think it's telekinesis i think it's a hex and beast wish thing okay that made sense in my head well yeah i mean but she could be getting i think it's something else i don't think it's a hex and beast power i think this is something darker do you think it's the baby has power maybe because that's the thing people do right i mean because renard's guy i can't i don't even know if he has a name. I don't remember. Um, but he was surprised. Like yeah. this wasn't. If it was just a hex and beast power, he would know. He'd be like, her powers are returning, and well, it would have been I very simple. Believe it was said that her powers are returning. Yes, but this, but this Those was words. something else. Okay. He, he was very much like, then something weird happened. Yes, that's um, true. And then she gets bigger contractions, and the lights all blow. Yeah, which he's like, I think it was coincidence. Yeah, it was a coincidence. Right. Come well, on. Then Renard says, I think the most important sentence was, won't be long now. The yeah. baby's coming soon. Yeah, which we get is the contractions. Thank you, Renard, <laughs> for spelling it out for us. Well, it's not necessarily that she's in labor, but it's coming soon. It's coming soon. I can't wait. You can't wait? Until she gives birth. And then we get a ba- we get to see what happens when this baby's born. Yeah. I mean, this is a baby who has been given the worst kinds of prenatal vitamins, <laughs> um, which I, is directing her. I mean, what do you think is going to be the consequence of all that? Because it's not just, they're not just doing it for the sake of it. Right. It's clearly not a placebo. Yeah. Why is it that no one cares for this child? Like everyone's excited that there's a baby because they want to buy it or they want, she wanted to trade it for her powers. Well, I think Renard does. I don't think he wants it because it could be his child. I think he wants it for the power of it. The power of this baby that is a royal and part of the bloodline. I, You know what? I, my, my feeling on that, I don't think he even wants the power. I don't think Renard wants power necessarily. He just wants to destroy his family. His family's power. Right. But I mean, no one is excited that she's pregnant for the sake of there's a baby coming into the world. For, or maybe for now. Right. But wait till Adeline's holding that baby. Yeah. Could we see a shift, do you think, in her allegiance? She Right now, she's very much, I'm on my own side. I am taking my care of myself first. Yeah. I'm having this baby for my powers. Yeah. Could um, it, once it comes out, is she going to suddenly become a mother and start protecting this child? People say that's what happens when you have a baby. <laughs> I don't know. Um. I think it might be a little bit of a big twist for her yeah. from her true personality, but there's a lot of potential there. Somebody, yeah, it, this baby's going to become very important. Yeah, oh, definitely. Um, and I, I'm very excited to see what kind of darkness comes with it. Yeah, I, it, <clears throat> if it's still a baby in there. Yeah, who even knows at this point? Yeah, that's gonna be fun. Maybe it comes out and it's a Fuchs spell. That would be so cute. <laughs> that would be the weirdest twist ever. But it would also be adorable. I, I really mean, just want to see a little Fuchs belt, which I think we might get one Maybe day. it comes out in like in permanent vogue. Why? As a hex and beast. I, well, I'm trying to think what could be, what could all these, all the things they've been doing, what could they, the end result be? 
that's an excellent question. <laughs> Rubbing all the yeah, whatever is on her. I mean, is it going to change the? Is it going to force a baby allegiance mm. to a certain thing? Because like you, they say that there's a lot of power in a royal's blood. Right. We still haven't learned. We've learned a little bit. We saw what Renard was able to do with Juliet. Mm-hmm. How much he could save her. Yeah. The royals are something I this I guess once the baby's born we're gonna get a lot more of and understand of who they are yeah what, they what do. the royals are what they're capable of yeah um it's a whole world we have not explored oh well, I'm so excited yeah um so before we get to uh, predictions and stuff uh, I'm gonna take a real quick aside and talk about the graphic novel check in of the week nice. <laughs> um this week we. Drop the Warlock miniseries, um, and Can we went back to the regular number. There's like two different series going on, all I right, guess. All right, it's I'll like allow two it. stories. Sure. Um, but this one we got a little uh, Asian bug samurai creature. Called, oh. It's called a Hadushero. Hadushero. I don't know how to pronounce it. Like Whatever, many of great. our vessin. Yeah. Um, but there's a Japanese. Vessin, which we haven't really seen before. Um, it was really cool. It was like all armored and stuff. And one of the things that the graphic novels have been really fun, the art's fantastic. It's been very consistent throughout the series. But we get to see more of, like, what we don't get to see in the series is a lot of the big action, like that Nick's weapon closet yeah. coming out to play. And this was like, weapons are out. There's a samurai running around, a Vessin samurai <laughs> running around in awesome. shiny armor. Um so if you get a chance, go check it out. It's it's a fun little book, um, and just like most of the most of these comics, they're just like very very similar to episodes. They, awesome. They feel like episodes. Um, I love this. I love that we get to hear about the graphic novel each week. I yeah. think that's that's my favorite part of our. I think our... next week is a week off Aww. from the graphic novel, but there will be coming more. This one is instead of being a one off like the last episode, issue eight was a. Uh, uh, backstory to marie mm. um which nice. is cool we we don't get to know a lot about her story but this yeah. one is going to keep going um and continue on so uh, i would like to talk for a second about uh, we have some news and gossip after buzz tv news Ooh. okay uh first up uh some casting for this season we have uh keith david is going to play uh, Hyde, Hyde a, a traveling carnival ringmaster. Awesome. Um, I guess he's got a Vessin little thing. Uh, Keith David, if you're not familiar with the name, he's in Platoon, you, uh, The Thing. You can currently see him on Enlisted, a new Fox show. Um, I guess we're going to get a Vessin carnival. Oh, awesome. And he's going to be protecting the car make trying to make the carnival successful at all costs that's what the press release says do you know about when um sometime this season i didn't catch that all right this Um, season and then we're also gonna get ann dudek um who you may be familiar for uh, house and covert affairs oh yeah um and she's going to be playing an archaeologist professor who unearths and is investigating a three thousand year old coffin with the carving of Anubis on it, Ooh. which is great. I love the, if you've listened to this podcast at all, you know, I love the grim history lessons. Yeah. Like when we get all this history that we know from real life, that gets, we get a Vessin explanation on it. So I would love to see all the crazy creatures that we see like in Egyptian hieroglyphics explained with Vessin. 
That would be awesome. Maybe Anubis was a was one was was a Cloud Strike a, a alley cat or something. Um, but the big the big news this week on the Grim Pickup Watch, uh, Greenblatt, president of NBC, uh, was quoted as saying the uh, prospects for Grim are looking very very good for a season four pickup. He said specifically he said the the uh, the odds are not grim. Ha. And with, He's so clever. Oh, yeah, that green black. But with <laughs> that, let's move on to predictions. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Okay, the big thing for next week, the proposal. Ugh. The proposal. So those of you that didn't catch the next week on, we're getting uh, Monrosalie proposal finally yeah because we didn't have enough time with them i this week we're seeing his parents next week correct yes and we're getting we're getting some racist parents yeah which they don't approve of the folks bow relationship yeah they're not they're into inter definitely not going to approve of a grim yeah um predictions here's my thought for next week um monroe's racist parents are going to uh not be okay with Rosalie, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I think his proposal is going to be, um, instead of a real proposal, I think it's going to be a, well, if you guys don't like her, I don't care. We're going to get married kind of proposal. <laughs> and that it's going to end up with a big, big fight, which will eventually, uh, obviously get with them together. I think there's going to be some sort of fallout with, uh, Monroe's parents and Nick, that's going to be a strain on their relationship. And I think the baby is not coming till the end of the season. I agree. The baby is not going to come for a little while, yeah, no. but I think we're going to see, start to see some movement in Vienna. I doubt Renard's guy was the only one that saw mm. the, the, the that incident. Yeah. The lights blew out. It's <laughs> not a, a small thing. Uh, and we know she's got cameras trained on her. Right. I think we're going to start to see some movement from the royals. I agree most for the most part on what you're saying about next week. Yeah. I think we're going to see that the parents come out and that's going to call. I think the parents are going to be there because of the proposal. But either way, it's going to oh. be more dramatic. I think they're going to show up as a surprise. A surprise. Yeah, I think it's going to be a, hey, we were in town kind of thing. <laughs> Bloop bots have shown up for dinner. Yeah. Um, I also think uh, it's really interesting that we're seeing this whole, a lot more of Monroe and Rosalie's families. And I think that that um, will lead to Nick's mother returning at some point as well. That would be fantastic. Yeah. I I just, like, I want to see more Grimm's. Yeah. There's, it's this whole part of the puzzle that we, that is missing. They don't, there's no stuff that at any point that their grims are being killed off that nick's the last of the grim right, or no, anything there are like grims that everywhere. there are grims out there <laughs> where yeah where are they yeah why aren't there more grims beheading people like they're supposed to behead people i think there should be more heads in the rest of the world yeah just we, rolling we around hear about this like plague of beheading yeah. across the planet the only other grim we've seen is in the graphic novels and it's those might as well not be those aren't canon yeah for all intents and purposes right um but yeah i mean 
we have a lot to look forward to with the rest of the season. Yes. We still have a good ways to go, and that's something to look forward to. So keep tuning in, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening to us talk about Grimm. I can't wait for next week. I'm already on the edge of my seat. I, after meeting the Fuchs Bow, was not the biggest story of the week. Uh, I'm, I'm nervous to get excited. Okay. I'm just saying. I mean, we get, I guess we're getting another parents episode next yeah. week, but it should be good. Yeah. It'll be fun. Yell, where can the people find you? The people can find me online at Yell TV. That's www.yael.tv and on Twitter at Yell Teagle. Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. Uh, I'm Zach Wilson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that Zach Wilson. And you can also catch me on Almost Human, Helix, and Archer here at AfterBuzz. Thank you for listening, Grimsters. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 